Welcome to another episode of No Idea with Gaz and Hugh. Uh, we are wide awake, ready to go. Hope everyone's had a good week. Uh, I think what we're going to talk about this morning is UBI. Uh, now, me and Hugh were both at the HR4K show thing this weekend, little event we went to. It was good. Good to get meet some people who are followers of this podcast and both of our, I don't know, would you call yourself a brand? Do you have a brand? HR4K? Uh, uh, fucking HR. It's a brand, isn't it? Podcast brand. It has a brand. It is a brand. Yeah, yeah. HR. Of course it's, yeah. 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 I can't believe you questioned that. You've offended me. <laughs> yeah, but good to meet people anyway. Uh, however, Hugh dipped away a bit earlier than I did. And within a couple of hours, I got a text of him. He sent me a link to a Guardian piece that had been written about uh, UBI trial in the UK. If you don't know what UBI is, it's Universal Basic Income. Basically free money. Being given money to everybody for nothing. Um, I've been talking about this for a while, I think. Um, it's actually, did I tell you that my missus sent me the same article within like minutes of you? All right, great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. The fucking all the brainy people in my life sending me messages. Um, what all the what people? Brainy people. I gave you. A, yeah, I said you were brainy. <laughs> Let's have a sound up a little bit. Yeah, so we'll have a chat about that this morning about what it is, upside, downside. Uh, yeah, and we'll see if we actually agree on it. I think we do. So this trial. I think I'm writing a piece currently that's going to be out probably before this podcast, so um, it's worth reading that, and then we go into this and we'll see if I've contradicted myself. But um, UBI is basically, and this this uh, this scheme, thirty families, I uh, thirty people are going to be given one thousand six hundred pound a month for two years. They won't have to do anything for this; they just get given it. Uh, the idea is that they go to test and study whether it makes their mental health better, their physical health better, and whether they like actually choose to work or whatever. So yeah, there's been other trials of this type around the world. There's also other examples of people being given like sort of free money, depending on where they live. Um, but yeah, what do you think? What's your feeling? Because you sent me an epic last night. Well, the interesting thing is that we actually, we're actually the first country, well, England was the first country, I was going to say UK, but I'm Welsh, obviously, so England was the first country actually to do a UBI scheme, known country to do a UBI scheme, and that started off back in 1795, believe it or not, done it before. That's kind of fair one. Yeah, to deal with extreme poverty, to deal with an extreme, extreme poverty. Um, that we've got on time for various reasons. And just for some context on the UBI scheme you just mentioned in the UK, 
So that I mean, that six hundred pounds sounds like a, a lot of money. Will sound like mm. a lot of money to some people, but the two areas are in London that they're trialling this. Yeah, um, they are. Uh, let's have a look. They are East Finchley, North London, and Central Jarrow in North East London. So sixteen hundred pounds doesn't stretch as far as it does in those places, like it does elsewhere. True. Oh, what do I think about it? What do I think about UBI in general, the principle? Yeah, go with concept. I am, I'm sceptical on whether, I'm sceptical on, on whether it would be a net good or a net bad thing for a, for a, for a nation, on the assumption mm -hmm. that it's rolled out nationally, right? Yeah. Um, but, and I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know why I make that assumption, because that may not be, be something that, needed i well, know because it's ubi isn't it by definition by national okay i'll take that back so the reason i'm skeptical is because i'm uh, really high level in this so the, the my my biggest question is how do you fund it yeah and on the the modern day schemes that have been piloted and trialed and some are ongoing they exist right now ubi schemes yeah. exist right now in different places around the world but on a really small small level, it appears to me that the reason those UBI schemes are able to function is because they're being they're being subsidised by other parts of the economy, other parts yeah. of the economy which are not having to bear the burden of nationwide UBI. It's like okay, we're putting money into this little geographical area, and we'll 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 um, we'll take we'll support that with. Take some taxes from elsewhere, or X, Y, yeah. or Z. They can they can cross pollinate. Like they do everything, they just sort of shuffle the money. Hmm? Like like all sort of government funding is. It's like when you come up with a new idea, you just shuffle the money around. Something gets less, something else gets more. Something gets cancelled. You know, there's a there's a not a finite amount of money, but there's a sort of banded finite amount of money that the country makes every year. It's just allocated differently. Yeah. So. That's why I'm skeptical it can work. I don't think it, I don't think it can it can be funded, fully funded, properly. Without, <laughs> without, utilizing something, Web three tech based, CBDC based, yeah. In order to fund it. <clears throat> so I'm not saying like UBI is a principle. I think as I've read, up on it. In, in advance of this, you know, in advance of this episode, because like probably most people, I I just have this idea of most people probably just they have this pope, they like they have this like a binary view of it. Either they're in favour of UBI or they're not. Mm. Yeah. Give everyone money, don't give everyone money. Like, that's it. And yeah. they sort of have some idea why or why not. And, and and probably their idea on whether they think it's good or bad is premised on one thing. It'll just be one thing that you thought about because that was that was me, you know. And that one thing could be anything. It could be we well, it could be good enough, but we can't afford to pay it. Mm -hmm. It could be oh, uh, people will take advantage. No one will work, and what you know, whatever, whatever it could be. Yeah. I think in principle it's good if you can fund it. Um, I think that you will get you would get people who would take advantage of it. Uh, I say take advantage of it. Well, yeah, I, I don't know how they could take advantage of it. Uh, well, if you assume that everyone gets the same amount of money in the bank regardless yeah. of where you are geographically 
then someone in rural Wales, for example, can live a very comfortable lifestyle. On That's not taking advantage of it, though, is it? That's just using it relative to you. That's not taking advantage of it in like a maybe the phrase no. "taking advantage of it" is the wrong if phrase. You, but from the from the nation's point of view, and from the Western capitalist democracy point of view, and just capitalism, right? Then if you have someone who's who at the moment needs to work to earn their money to to survive and to live and to have the the niceties they can afford, if they mm -hmm. can afford any, and then you remove that. The necessity of work, it means they're not contributing to the global GDP. They're not contributing to the free market. They're not contributing to any of that. So you're taking away. You're taking away a worker. No, I agree with that. But I'm just saying that's not that, that isn't somebody taking advantage of it. I mean, I think that's probably the wrong phrase because take advantage brings sort of you get like like there's a there's a weird negative connotation to that. Like they're doing something wrong. Like if everyone's getting it, and it, if like I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I don't think it's a good idea, but I'm I'm playing devil's advocate with it. Like, if everybody's getting it, how you're able to use it, it's it's entirely up to you. It's, there's no like taking advantage of the scheme. Like sixteen hundred quid is going to be quite a lot for some people. Sixteen hundred quid is going to be pocket change for other people. Um, how you're able to use it is. Is sort of down to you and your circumstance. So, but it kind of doesn't make that much difference in that case because it's just more money. Like, like you said last night in our little sort of signal message chat, it just levels everything up. Everyone just goes up a level of the money that they've got, but the actual situations don't change. So, the people who like to think of it, it's going to sort of rebalance things. It's not going to do that. Everyone just gets a bit more money. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say, I would say that taking advantage of it is the right phrase. If you come at, if you come at this from, from the philosophy that each person within a uh, a nation state, each person is part of a, a country, has a duty to as part of their. Yeah, has a duty to support that nation by being a, a, an active, productive member of society. If well, you come from that, I'm not saying that's the philosophy that's correct. Yeah. If you come up from that philosophy, which I think most people do is, okay, you live here, you want to live a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. Well, it takes the people to live appropriately and in a way that contributes to uh, the efficiencies of the state and everything, and everything, and the efficiencies of the whatever commercial market or whatever. It takes effort to do that. If you get more people not doing that, then it 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 can make things more costly. I'm and maybe I know I've not I've not spent a lot of time thinking on this. It can make things more costly. It can increase crime. It can increase taxes. It can all, all of those things. If you've got less people doing stuff, can you imagine if only fifty percent of the, of the of the country now fifty percent okay. is on tools and you've only got fifty percent left? Well, this is probably a good segue into one of the other big things with it is as it stands now where you know we're we're with the with the effect that things like ai and automation are going to have coming in that's going to get more and more and more that's not going away there's going to be a lot of people out of a job they just won't do yes jobs will slowly come in at a different 
there'll be different sorts of jobs, but uh, it seems it seems obvious to me that there's going to be a lot of people who used to do a certain type of job, and those jobs aren't just low-paid jobs and you know low-skilled jobs. Some of those some of those jobs will be fairly fucking high-skilled jobs, and you know with a bit of kudos when this really gets going. If that's the case, and it isn't you know, your your duty to work for the country as you describe it isn't quite the same because there isn't a job for you to do. Then you do need some sort of way to get people a living, you know, um, and incentivise them not to burn shit down. Maybe in some cases. Um, so. Yeah, it, uh, and he's like, for now, you're probably right, but we don't live in now very long. You know, there's some massive changes coming that probably aren't gonna, well, that aren't gonna get reversed. And in order to try and go with the change in times, maybe this is something that's required. Yeah, it's a good point actually on the automation because I was just thinking of it from the perspective of how much money can be generated for for the government. Mm-hmm. From a worker, or their their robot, or yeah, equivalent, right? Not robot, but AI controlled equivalent. Yeah, yeah, robot equivalent. And I suppose if you know, if if my job and the jobs that are looking at being replaced, especially with the AI front, are things that they're essentially finite calculation based on, on anything you can, you know, um, things that don't require. Things that don't require personal interaction to do the job, or the ability to understand nuance in in, in depth, you know, and, mm-hmm. and pick up physically. I mean, salespeople, for example, <laughs> you're not going to get AI. AI, AI um, an AI is not going to be as successful at being a salesperson and a salesperson is, especially if there's travel involved. Anyway, we're digressing there. But if yeah. if the replacements, if my job gets taken, I get replaced by, or hundreds of us get replaced by. One single, a thing that costs a fraction of what we costed, then that means I would assume that the that whatever organisation, so my company I'm working for, they are still able to make the same, uh, sorry, still be as productive with this thing that's replaced the hundreds of us, yeah, with this one thing or this this replacement, but at far less the cost, which would mean they can sell their product or service with a higher profit and so that would mean that the government even though there are less people being employed the government would still earn enough from the corporation through taxes yeah to offset what they would have been earning through national national insurance contributions to the paye income taxes paye which would mean they would have additional on the individual level which would mean they they would have additional money there to be able to support something like UBI. Why don't you think it's a good idea, by the way? Why don't I? Because, like, there's a lot of things that I think that I don't like because it just feels like it's not going to be going to work. I instinctively don't like it, and but no is inevitable. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to like the way the human race is going or, like, you know, the world's going. You don't have to like it, but you can accept that, well, actually, this 
is probably the way it's going to go and we can't do an awful lot about that so it's more about doing it in the right way like that's why this UBI thing the, the example we just talked about like it seems to me that there are there is going to be a situation where you know people aren't going to be required to work quite as much and you do have to find a way of of dealing with that I don't like it because I don't I I obviously I go fucking black pill on it and I know what well we get we'll, we will get to it but like I know how that can be manipulated that we already know from just like so some of the benefit system and stuff like that like we know that free money people can be manipulated with free money now I'm not fucking slagging off people on benefits like like my family been on it when we were young you know it, you need a safety net I'm not someone who believes that you shouldn't have anything like that but we know that politicians will use things like that in order to effectively buy votes. If you, you know, this, uh, you know, you can fucking hell, it goes deep. You can link it to all the sort of immigration stuff we've got, or the illegal immigration stuff we've got going on at the moment. You know, oh. a lot of those people are economic migrants. You know, and it's it's not just that we're a better place to work and all that stuff because some, in some cases we're not. But our money's worth a bit more. But yeah, di digress on it, what? Well, the, the thing... Are you suggesting that that could be done with EBI to buy votes? No, I'm not. No, I'm not suggesting that. Okay. okay. I'm suggesting something worse. <laughs> Your suggestion is what, sorry? I'm suggesting something worse than that. Because UBI linked... Uh, um, UBI that's paid through digital currency. And, you know, but, you know where so I'm going we, with that. So if 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 um if you could roll out UBI now yeah. to everyone, and it was in a way that, and you could guarantee for the next, you could one hundred percent guarantee in a fictional yeah. world, one hundred percent guarantee that the government in place wouldn't end up using that for some nefarious reason and and use it to exert control on mm -hmm. the nation. You could roll out UBI to everyone. Do you think that would be okay? I don't, yeah, I think that would probably be all right. And in the world that we're going to, I think it's probably the best thing because I think the way work, work is changing and is going to change requires it. So you're going to have, I think, the idea, and if this is something that the younger generation of uh, coming through now have found, the world that their parents lived in, and this is obvious when you, when you say it, the world that parents have lived in doesn't exist anymore in quite the same way. So that thing of go, you know, born, go to school, work hard, get qualifications, get a good job, go and get your sit, sit in your job for you know maybe you change companies a couple of times, but you try and get your sort of job for life, work through, buy your house, get your pension, and then chill. That world doesn't exist for as many people as it used to. It's not a good life plan. Um, and it's one of the reasons why young people now are so fucking disillusioned. They know they're probably not going to get to own a house. Um, and that's still like, people say that's like a, a status thing and you should be able to do that. They know they're not going to be able to do that. Um, very unlikely anyway for most of them. And they don't have the same sort of loyalty to companies and businesses that they used to because they know that they've worked out that 
the company doesn't really care about them. All the all the sort of stuff is just noise about you know being a family and we look after you and all that. For most, for an awful lot of companies, that's not the case. That's why that's what that quiet quitting thing was about recently. Where that's they, what they were, they, sorry. Like you know, that quiet quitting trend thing. You heard that? No. Quiet no. quitting was basically just doing the minimum your job requires. So not going, not doing any more work than you require to. Oh, can you just do this for me? Can you just stay late? Like, lots of people have had this experience with working with, you know, young kids just coming in. Yeah. Young kids. Just, yeah, will you do this? No, that's not my job spec. And that's, that's a realisation that the loyalty thing only goes one way. It's a, I mean, that's a big fucking concept. But the, what I'm saying is, the way the... The future of work, I think, is like a gig economy type thing. I think for a lot of people, um, and I don't think this is going to happen instantly, but long term, I think you can have a case where <clears throat> some people will go into their textbook careers and stay there for a long time and whatever. A lot of people will be quite happy on UBI doing gig type work. So UBI does your standard sort of tick in the box pays for somewhere to live. This is if it works. Pays for somewhere to live, pays your basic things so no one's going to be in shit state. And then should you want something else, you will go and do some sort of short-term gig type thing. So it might be a year, it might be six months, this sort of short-term contractual thing, you know. It's like, but like a bounty. You know what I mean? Like fucking programmers and shit. Those do bounties, log in. What's the problem? Oh yeah, crying. Like, tick, yeah, I can do that. That'll be linked to some sort of electronic CV that says you can do it. You literally just can go, boop, I'll do that. Take it, work it, it's finished, completed, done. I think that's probably the way things are going to go. I'm inclined to disagree with that. In what way? Because you don't think that's the way things are going? Yeah, because, because with, a, with, this, with, this, with the situation we're facing, which is coming, where... Uh, AI can do a lot of the jobs humans do right now. Mm-hmm. Those jobs where you're talking about there in that, you know, that bounty oriented. No, I agree with you. I I agree. They're going to be taken by AI. I, I know what you mean, but there are some jobs that won't be able to. But that, I'm talking about just the concept of the way it works. If you know what I mean, like just people will do things okay. for a oh, yeah. short term thing. You know, it's a bad example for me to use, considering. Mm. But yeah, it's like I don't think you're going to be in full time employment for a lot of people anyway. You'll do short-term things, whatever they turn out to be. And we don't know what jobs are going to be, exist in the future. You can speculate. Well, yeah, you might be wrong. <laughs> it's, like, it's sort of pointless to speculate because you, you'd probably be it'll wrong. Be, like I said, it'll be, stuff that, it'll be stuff that has a significant uh, part of it is of whoever's doing that job needs to have, needs to be able to interact Uh in nuanced ways with other people. Take project management, project management, for example, or health and safety management, like two, two things I'm really well versed with. And I mean, project management, probably half of my, I don't know, probably half of what I do on a day-to-day basis could be replaced by AI. Could yeah. be. Because it's, Collecting, recording information, in, interpreting data in a lot of ways, in a lot of circumstances. But then, 
Actually, it's probably less than enough. But then the other half is interpersonal stuff. It just can't. It could not be replaced. It's uh, you know, it's it's forming tactical decisions and and, uh, and making assessments and analysis based on the bigger picture, based on how but I that's know personally. Now, is that that's like near future, isn't it? It couldn't. It couldn't. That's be near future. Like that's near future. Like you, that could in a slightly further forward future, that could absolutely be replaced. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think this happened. None of this happens overnight. Like we're talking about things that we're talking about inf UBI being inf implemented now, and how that will work, and in the next sort of ten years, and how that's going to be done, and then on from that, a fucking even more. Yeah, there'd, there'd be more as it gets better. More, more, more jobs will be replaced by AI, AI whatever. So Do you think? You've... Sorry, go on. So in so in that world where more and more does get changed and influenced. Uh, by AI, you do kind of need something where people get their cash from. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it as a concept. I wish we didn't have to do it, but I kind of feel like we need something like that. Yeah. Do you think that, um, do you think the cost of living would go up if we had UBI? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's what... <laughs> This is where it gets difficult for me because I'm shit at maths and I don't. I I'm good with, I'm good with vibe and feeling and actual like talking about proper economic stuff. I will fuck up, so it gets it gets hard. Um, because you you think that there's potential for that to happen for for it all just to get, you know, zeroed out by people by prices raising, whether it causes inflation or whatever, um, or people just start taking the piss and put their prices up, as they do, as an excuse. You know, we saw that immediately after Brexit for a little bit, where everyone put their prices up because they can go, oh, sorry, Brexit, I made more money for a bit. You know what I mean? Whether it was true or not. Yeah. I mean, so that, that kind that, of thing could happen. That, that is one of my concerns with it, is that you roll it out, and because of the, the way we, because of how, our, how, our, how we work and how our capitalism works here is that if people have got basically people got more money they're gonna they're gonna want more things because they can afford more things whatever those things are mm. car fuel food nicer food, posher food you know um fridges anything anything that they can all of a sudden now afford means the demand goes up and, and if, well, you know, there's more demand for something, then you can charge more for it. Mm -hmm. And if you're an organisation who's profit-driven, who can provide that thing, then you're going to charge more for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which wipes out the benefits for the people who 600 quid is actually a lot of money and not yeah, for the people and, who... And how would you control that? Because for the to retain, to retain the benefits of UBI in the first place based on the forecast of whatever whatever it is whatever the forecast is based on, the current inflation rate, for example, whatever, then there would need to be some, some kind of control measure on mm -hmm. companies that says you're, they would have, basically they would have to tether their, their prices for what they sell products and services for mm -hmm. to something else other than, to something else other than the median wage the medium income, not wage, the medium income of what people have in the UK. 
all of a sudden everyone's got £600 more. And you know, you know, guaranteed in that first six months a year, <laughs> people are going to be spend, spend, spend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like so, Christmas coming early every month. Yeah. So I think, for my, the way I sort of think about this, I think for us, in our lifetime, most of this UBI thing is going to be quite... If it, let's, let's assume it comes in. Like for us in our lifetime, and even if it goes like in a, like an evil, fucking sketchy way, which we'll come to in a sec, I think it's probably going to be okay. Because none of these things are going to be... Nothing goes from here to fucking death overnight. It all happens very slowly, and you have to do it in a nice, chilled-out way before you get mental with it. Otherwise, people go fucking crackers. So I think while we're alive, we'll probably be okay. Like, just get an extra bit of money every month, we'll probably be all right, especially when we're, like, pensioned out or whatever. Um, but down the line, if you kids or whatever, I think that's where it gets a bit sketchy. I think that's where things could change. So let's... What you were talking about there with... It would have to be tethered in some way. So there's a piece that I, I, read, up, I read about this when I was... Uh, researching for um, the the written piece I'm doing at the moment should be out should be out Friday, and it's from our old friend <laughs> Tony Blair at the Tony Blair Institute for Institute oh, for Change. Right. That's a good friend. Yeah, not a fucking turd at all. So I apologise if you have a different view of Tony Blair, but I'm going to assume that everyone's realised by now that he's a cunt. Um, so if you want to know what people want. We want a worst case scenario. You go to the man who's good at thinking up worst case scenarios. So I went to his website and there's a piece on there which I'll link to uh, at some point in this in the piece earlier this, uh, on Friday. It's got a proposal for Web three based universal basic income. So what, by Web three, it basically just means um, think think crypto blockchain. Think that. Think electronic money. That's the easiest way of thinking about it. But it's all connected and it can be built on. So it's programmable money. Effectively, it's programmable money. So you'll have heard us talk about CDBCs, central bank digital currencies. And this is where, like, I've read this piece and I suggest you all do, all do too if you have the time. It doesn't take long. It's a five-minute read probably. And it's, it's quite... I read through it and it is quite persuasive in for solving the problem that we're, we've just spoken about. Now, it's persuasive because they're not talking about a lot of other stuff. So I'll sort of lay out the, the, the basic concept for how they say everything could work. And it talks about also about how it can be paid for. Go on. And the problem you're talk, referring to is funding EBI. Well, yeah, that's, that's the problem I'll talk about now. And then we'll talk about... Yeah how that could be used in fucking yeah, sketchy yeah. ways. So if you imagine a future where the only way if you ever seen like the the like uh where the stock market works where everything has a price. So every commodity, every single thing has a price. Uh so imagine that you you tokenize everything. So everything's tokenized. So it'll be like, and everything trades against each other. So all the, tra all the transactions that happen within an economy interact with each other. They're priced off each other, uh, and there is a, 
a transaction every time a transaction happens there is a, the opportunity to take a fee for that transaction so if you imagine the kind of fucking millions billions of transactions that happen daily with things trading against each other or you buying stuff in the shop all of those things that happen within the economy it's all electronic it all trades against each other if you then take what did we do two percent it was a tiny amount wasn't it two if you then take two percent or whatever and obviously that, that number could change if you take two percent of all of those transactions some of those transactions are going to be you uh buying a fucking mars bar and some of those transactions are going to be huge fucking deals for many millions of, of digital pounds. That 2% pot then gets pretty big pretty quickly. That's a nice little pot there. That pot there is where they're saying UBI will come from. And it's, it doesn't talk in this about how much that will be. It's just basically what it says is that then links... So that economic activity that happens within the within the country, within a jurisdiction, that then links the amount of UBI you are given to that success. So whatever GDP, so basically it will end up being a percentage of GDP will go to fund UBI. And the way Tony likes it is to, to explain it is that when the country does well, you literally do well too. If the country's doing great, your UBI part is big. The country's doing shit, your UBI part is small, which incentivizes everyone to work hard for the country and do well. So that's the the gold standard of how this happens. Do you know, I was really just think when I was reading his article, I was really skeptical about that bit. Performance based UBI. I was really yeah. skeptical about it because I thought people won't give a fuck. They won't give a fuck. I mean, just because Joe Blogs would go, oh. but. When you think about it like this, if that was a if if the UBI was something that fluctuated on a monthly basis, right? Or if they wanted to be really clever, it's a weekly payment. Mm -hmm. And if that UBI fluctuated on a weekly basis dependent on the performance of the country, I think people would pay attention. Because little things, behavioural changes, right, that you decide to do that you decide to do would make a big impact. For example, yeah. Someone who is consistently littering, or the people in the UK who consistently litter, or they fly tip, or they do X, Y, or Z with yeah. their refuse that they shouldn't do. They don't do it properly. Well, that costs the state money to clean up. If you would get less people doing that if they realised this costs the state money. What costs the state money is bad. More cost means less UBI for me next week. I'm going to do my bit. This chewing gum is going in the bin as yeah. opposed to on the floor. I'm going to walk an extra 50 metres. On a week-by-week -week basis, I think it would have a positive impact. Voluntary behavioural changes. Yeah. Um, for sure. And that would not necessarily be a bad thing at all. This is the more problem at all. <laughs> a more conscientious individual in that respect yeah. He's just a better, a better person, better part of society, I think. Yeah. Fucking Tony Blair. Why am I agreeing with Tony Blair's sentiment? You this know, is the problem. Shot. Now, this is the whole problem <laughs> with all of it. It's very... So, what you're effectively talking there is one of the effects of a social credit score system as well, though, isn't it? 
No, the, the social credit score system is a is a. No, measure. I understand that, but it's, it's a, I understand the social credit score. We'll talk about it in a sec, but it, it's effectively the same thing. It's behavioural change based on your income. No, the social credit score is a measure. It's a yeah, measure, and you get less. You get less money if your social credit score is shit. Well, we haven't gone on to that yet. Well, yeah, but I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so this is the thing. So this this what Fuser spoke about there. That type of thing could happen, especially if 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 the the measure of the whatever your your you know the amount of UBI you get each month is. If that measure is auditable by everybody, it's all open and it's auditable to, to GDP. So you can act, people, the nerds can actually sit and go, well, actually, yeah, um, the government haven't got some secret pot where this money's going to. It's all working out. Yeah, we are. We're getting our full 2% because that's the incentive of government is to go, well, yeah, you know, they actually all are supposed to get five grand this month, but we could do with buying, you know, a new fucking submarine. So actually they're going to get... A stupid example, but they they actually going to get four and a half this month, and we'll just tell them that was the two percent. That sort of shady shit for slush funds and all sorts of governmenty sketchy type stuff could happen. That's a possibility. So it have to be open and aud auditable by everybody. Um, and that, I mean, in some ways, you would then have if that was the case, and like your your actual free money was. Um, yeah, your free money was completely linked to GDP openly. You would have, you would, you would have a, you'd have to, you would have to either deal with your border problem because people would want to go to the place with the best free money. So your borders would have to be really fucking strict, wouldn't they? Because they'd be worse than now. If you can just get to a country and then you're on the UBI system. Well, we have that now. It's just, well, you know, I know we do, but it'd be much fucking worse, wouldn't it? UBI. Yeah. yeah, it'd be much worse. So you'd have to, the idea of, you know, open borders and all that stuff, that would have to change quite a lot because the system wouldn't work like that, would it? Well, it's Unless the problem you we've could got get... It's the problem we've got now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With, I agree. With illegal immigration. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. But we our borders aren't, our borders are fairly porous in certain places. So you would have to shut the borders to do that for it to work effectively. Like you'd have as much, you could, you would just, we'd have to be like Australia. Well, yeah, you can come in. We have to be able to guarantee you're fairly skilled. You can do a job that we need, and so you contribute, so that we've got the system works, and you, you know, you're not draining by doing nothing. Um, okay, so, so let's sort of link this idea to how the, the dark, the dark stuff. So the thing about this electronic money is, and I've spoken about this a couple of times um, in other places, but it's programmable. So the idea would be that you would have, and it speaks about it in this Tony Blair, please. You would have a wallet, digital wallet, app, you know, on your phone, similar to what a lot of people had during COVID with the, the NHS app with all their med details and shit. You would have sort of an all-in-one app. So your banking's on there, your location data's on there, your health data's on there, all data, criminal record, anything like that. Basically, a, a one-stop shop for every single thing about you. Um, and this the idea is that this is, would happen from birth. You would get it issued at birth, and it would go through until you fucking die. And this digital money, it's programmable. So 
when it interacts with your wallet or Hughes wallet, it reacts in a different way based on all the metrics within my wallet. So, for example, um, I when it gets to my wallet, I might want I might be have I might not have the necessary uh, health ticks in the boxes that I need to be able to leave the country, or I might not have I might have travelled abroad too much this year. So when I use my money via my wallet to either buy a plane ticket to leave, or a plane ticket, buy a plane ticket to leave, it won't let me buy it because my fucking carbon score is too high. I don't have the necessary vaccinations to leave the country. But Hugh can. It's the same pound, but it reacts differently for me than to Hugh. And it can be based on that can happen based on things to do with me, and it can happen based on things to do with country metrics. Or country goals so you know perhaps it's been the government's decided that everybody and i'll use one close to my heart everybody should be eating less meat you know? so i go to try and buy a certain amount of meat the country's decided that or the government's decided that everyone should only be able to get a certain amount of meat a month and you're seeing this in germany currently where there's proposals about how much meat you can eat. I don't know if it's come in, but it's, they're talking about limiting the amount of meat each person can eat each day. I would go and try and buy the amount of epic fucking huge boatload of meat that I buy weekly, and it would say, no, Gaz, you can't buy this. You need to have a, a vegetarian option. Okay, so that's, that, it's pointless pretending that this isn't a thing. This is possible. This is exactly what people want to bring in. But initially, it won't be that bad. It'll be fine. It'll be very convenient for you to just be able to fly abroad without your passport and just having one thing in your pocket that's got everything. There'll be huge convenience there. And I'm for the convenience side of it, which is what annoys me. I'm for that. I think that'll be great and it will suck so many people in. But the thing with the UBI is, imagine that if you've got a system where all this, all this data is tracked for you, if they know everything about you and then for whatever reason you've misbehaved you've done something bad that they, they, for whatever and you might not agree that it's, it's a it's a bad thing but if you can show that's what so that what you spoke about there is effectively your social credit score effectively where you sit in the behavior um olympics so let's imagine that you have been going to um What's bad? What do people think is bad? Um, let's use an example. Okay, let's, let's say gambling is bad. Let's say that the, your location data shows that you've been going to um, like a, a gambling pace too often. Your credit score would then lower for that. Or you've been hanging around with other people. This happens in China. This have, you've been hanging around with other people who are of a low credit score. So you're all gang together, you all ship bags together in the eyes of the, of the state, your credit score lowers. And for that reason, maybe instead of getting 2% of the UBI that month, you only get 1.5% or something along those lines. That's a bit of a, that'd be a big chunk. But your U, basically how much your UBI payment would be each month could be docked for your behaviour if your behaviour does not align with things outside of, of your freedom to do what you want.
So it's a little bit sketchy. There's potential there for huge fucking darkness. I'm not, as I always say, not in any sort of... You don't have to go fucking Bond villain with it. Just for government, and I absolutely, and I kind of agree with this. It's like, if you're trying to run a fucking country and you want to be successful in running the most most successful way possible and everyone that behaves and just doesn't do and moves in the right direction, if you want that as someone who's running their country, this is a really good way of doing it. And exactly like you said, Hugh, like people will, when they start seeing the money in their pocket go up through this good behaviour, people will get on board with it. And people who aren't living by the behaviour will get, you know, there'll be a problem. You're taking money out of my pocket by being a dick. Like, why are you doing that? We're all going to get fucking less this month now. Like, that's at scale. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, it's so fucking difficult. Because I think if you had some sort of, you know, omnipresent, perfect individual running this, maybe an AI programmed right... <laughs> Probably fucking not. But if you had gold, golden human running the system that could be trusted not to be a twat, it would be fine. And that you, you end up with this fucking utopian Star Trek future where everyone just does what they're good at. No one has to worry about money. And we're all just working towards a goal. And it's great. And, oh, let's go and fucking explore space as this perfect human race. Everything's brilliant. You end up with that. That's the end point of it. The problem is humans are cunts, and we will fuck it up. That's the problem. Mm. Just want to. I want to. I want to try and explain in a little bit simpler terms what you were saying for people. (laughs) What is he on about? Because just a lot of the times we like when we talk about the CBDC thing, the nefarious control and the ability yeah. for the state to to manipulate people's behaviour through this thing right? we talk about with it based on all of the conversation we had before so this stuff yeah. we don't oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. sounds more complicated so so initially <clears throat> not initially so it's going to be a thing of convenience right let's let's talk about let's talk about cbdc's let's make the assumption that cbdc's come in now to yeah. joe blogs on a day-to-day basis what is that going what that what that is going to look like for you is in terms of paying for stuff it's not going to be very different to it no. is now <clears throat> the convenience of contactless payments through your card for example a payment for however uh let's assume cash is still around but most places you aren't going to be paid for be able to pay no. for anything with cash they're doing it down now anyway. You right? probably won't so, even swipe. You'll probably just walk through a barrier like it does with those Amazon shops where you walk in and take the stuff out. Yeah. So so in this CBDC future, which is coming, all that means is, so at the moment when you pay for something, uh, at the moment when you pay for something, it's, it's very difficult for, for the government to get access to granular, you know, micro information on what you've paid for when and where it's difficult and it's only difficult because the way all, all the tr- basically transactions are based on a bunch of different platforms that uh, payment platforms that all go through the banks and, and, and yeah. yes the government gets money at the end of it but they don't have oversight of it what a cbdc is going to mean is they will have o- they will have oversight of it so and let's just let's just talk about your for the minute pay, payment for products and services they will have oversight of it they will know that you buy a Mars, like to buy a Mars bar on your way to work 
if they want to go and interrogate the information, they will have the data that says you yeah. buy a Mars bar and a Costa coffee every time you get on the train uh, in Chelmsford Station on your way into work. They will know you mm-hmm. do that. They will know how much meat you buy a month, for example, on a by the gram. They will know. Yeah. They will know that you go and see a you go and pay see a private therapist once a month, and you have been doing that since you were twenty three. I don't know. They all know these things. So on the com- on the convenience part is what Gaz is talking about. There is with it with it being with it being these this being a prog to- tokenizable and programmable. What it means is that technology on which these transactions are taking place, these financial transactions are taking place. That technology can be used for other things to record information and exchange information. So you can, so you'll have your. What are they going to? Oh, Bitcoin. They call them CBD. The British. I CBD, fucking hope not. It's so webo if they do. But um, you'll have your Bitcoin account. You you'll basically have like you've got a national insurance, uh, like a uh, uh, what you call it, nothing health, a national insurance number, which is linked to your national insurance account. Yeah. There will be a. There will be your CBDC account. And anything, any way in which you interact with products to purchase projects and services will be recorded on that account. Mm-hmm. What else, in, in terms of the convenience, what else will be linked to that account, recordable on there, will be your medical history, for example. Your credit score, your medical history, your, uh, I don't know, what else will be on there, guys? Um, everything. Everything about you. Everything. Yeah. Everything will be on there, yeah. So your, your criminal history, all of that will be on there. Everything will be on there. And when you go to the doctor, or when you go to book an appointment with a doctor, you will need to, let's take the, the debit card, for example. Let's take, yeah. you got your, your CBDC, when you pay for stuff that's linked to this Bitcoin card, or whatever. I mean, you go and book in with a doctor, or check in with a doctor, or have an appointment. You will need to swipe your card, tap your card, whatever. So, one, you prove it to the doctor you are who you are. It's like, it's a form of ID as well. Mm-hmm. Prove the doctor who you are, who you are, and also that that information, that exchange of information between the doc, and writing your records, that gets recorded on your CB, on your Bitcoin account. So this this thing that at the moment is being is just being talked about in terms of financial interactions and money, all of a sudden becomes you, di- digital you, everything. Yeah. So take that stage down the line, um, because it's programmable. What Gaz is alluding to, really simply, is you can the government can basically restrict ways you can use your ID, the way your ID can interact with the world around you. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you, you raised the point about meat, raised the point about p- purchasing different things. I mean, another example would be in so that's fine in in those circumstances, assuming that reducing meat consumption is a good thing, which I don't believe, but assuming that's fine, the yeah. government can bring these controls that are good for people, not a drama. Yeah. But they could start bringing in bad stuff. So it could, for example, absolutely say, uh, you are not allowed to go this to this part of the country or to this region of England. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to go to this suburb because we've deemed these people to be um, most likely to plan or commit terrorist acts. Let's say it's a suburb of Birmingham. Let's yeah. say it's a, a suburb of Luton. For example, you are not allowed to go there. You're not allowed to spend, right? You don't even you don't even have to go to fi- go there to find out you can't spend. You'll just know you can't because you know if you go here, you tap your card, it's not going to work. What's more is the shopkeepers, the shop owners, the whoever has organisations and corporations based in that suburb of Luton. Their 
devices for receiving payment, their ability to receive payment in Bitcoin, they will not take payment. Yeah. Just be switched off. And all of a sudden, you've got a part of society that is completely alienated from everyone else. The government's controlling that at the flick of a proverbial switch. Another example could be, and that is completely, I don't agree with that thing ever happening. I've just mm-hmm. brought that scenario up in my head. Another scenario could be, in your neighbourhood, crime has been increasing. Low-level crime after, I don't know, 9pm during the winter months because it's getting dark. It's dark, right? And the government will be warning that unless there's a, unless that crime is reduced and people stop committing crime in the area, then they're going to have to they have to uh, be, they'll be forced to enact uh, blanket punishment and all of a sudden after six months because some people are getting mugged around the corner every night or whatever you've got a situation where no one can spend after 9pm the shops can't take payment you can't go to the 24 hour pharmacy you can't go to the 24 hour shop you can't go to the garage to buy fuel in that area in that one mile square in that 400 metre square area yep. of the thing you cannot do it because the government said no. The crime's been happening there. It shouldn't be happening. Or maybe not even crime. It could be something else. I've got a really good one. They know, they know that there has been people are buying weed and they're buying weed by and, and, they're, and they're purchasing it either through some physical monetary type, maybe through cash if it's still around, or they're doing it through Bitcoin, for example, mm-hmm. or anything that isn't controlled by the state. And they say this needs to stop. And if it doesn't stop, you're restricting your privileges. And that's yep. before you come on to the reducing the EBI. So. Back to the point about this, the, the central bank digital currency and their ability to see all of everything you spend on. Because that's how it starts. And that's how it will start. They'll just be able to see everything. Then they will be able to control it if they want to. But at the start, they'll just be able to see everything. It's transparent. Yeah. That, to your point, guys, it can, in the hands of a wholly good government, that can only be a good thing, I yeah. think. We don't always, we never, we never have wholly good governments. Yeah. You know, it, it could even have happened in a, in a scenario where we don't get some fascist, Nazi type, you know, Stalinist government coming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to even be like that. It could be a case where you get a part of the government, department of the government, who are completely skewed for some reason. Complete, they, they can think it's completely, not mad, just completely disingenuous. The Department for Energy, for example. Have we got a Department for Energy? Department for Transport, for example. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, they make a they make a, a misassessment or a, a, an ill-informed assessment that unless we stop fossil fuel use in the next five years, we're going to blow up. I'm, obviously, I'm exaggerating yeah. now. And then all of a sudden, people who still own a petrol car or a diesel car, internal combustion engine car, regardless of the age, if they, uh, if they still have one, uh, if they don't go and scrap it within the next six months, guess what? EBI has been reduced. Well, this, it's, I've got two ones on this. I've got one, one good example of a bad way to link to things we've spoken about previously. And another one, it's also, it's important to remember that when this money, you say this money is programmable, it's also programmable to be, have to be spent within a, a specific period Oh, so your money expires? Yes. So you could have, you might have to spend all your UBI every month. That might be a condition of getting it, or 60%. Or that Why would can, they do that? Why would they say that? Because you can, you can play with the economy, can't you? You can force people to make sales and make GDP better by fucking spending that money back into the economy. 
True, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Put, you, you basically you play the system by forcing people to spend their money, and you, you <laughs> stimulate the economy by saying, well, you need to spend your cash, big guy, because it's, uh, it's all going to expire next month. And that wouldn't have to be a regular thing. They could happen every six months. So it stops you saving. It stops you getting anywhere because they'll spend all your stuff. So it's like one on the other thing. The D. Um, so imagine protest. Now, if we've linked this, so we could stop just stop oil overnight with this because the government would have all the data from the people who are attending those those uh, those protests. They'd have all your face recognition data. They would know you were going to be there. Or you were very likely, these set of people around the country are very likely to turn up at this, this event that they've had to tell the police about because that is the legal way of doing it now. You have to say, we're going to go and protest here. Police say, no dramas, guys, we'll be there. Except you just go, you won't be there, big guy. Boop. We'll turn you off today. You're not fucking travelling anywhere. And then suddenly, no one turns up for the protest. Yeah, and that, and that we be... in theory would be okay with that because it oh, gets rid of just a foil. You don't want, you know what I mean? And we, but well, we wouldn't be. But I wouldn't be okay with that. No, no, but, no. I, I know you wouldn't be is... to saying it's like that's why they, they will get people by doing it by things that they feel like the people are complaining about. They'll solve problems like that first and go look how look how we dealt with this. Look how you know that fucking Mizzy cunt. Who's fucking that, that lad who's been on TV who's trashing, who's going around as being a knobhead? We just turn his travel privileges off and he can't go anywhere. And people will be like, yay, because people are warns. In that scenario, you would, they wouldn't even need to own up to answer to it with a legitimate answer. It would be the equivalent of shadow banning. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. The shadow banning used to happen on Twitter and go, yeah. oh, we've, they, just, they just reduce how much exposure your account gets and then they don't even tell you about it. And then if they go and if you go and inquire later on, and they and they say, oh yeah, well, the technical glitch, for example, the exactly. government could do the same thing. Those just stop oil processors, for example, who can't travel on that day. Next day, the next day they, they can't their um their ID is fine and their privileges exactly. are back to normal. Exactly. One, one day impact, next day it's fine. You could Less do it on the same day. You could do it literally. You could work out the algorithm could work out how long it takes each individual to travel from where they uh, where they live to the protest. And it would literally just be there so that you would get there late. Or you wouldn't get there. It wasn't worth you going. You know what I mean? It's so granular. Yeah. So, <laughs> give me a few minutes left, right? But okay. we are, I think, just a quick one. So we are maybe missing something positive about, well, no. We, I th see, UBI is probably a good idea if we don't have to have, if we, if we don't have to, if we could fund it on something other than a CBDC, right? Yes. Or government. A government Some sort of digital plan. cash, digital money. Yeah. You could do it some other way and fund it, then I think UBI is a good idea. Yeah. The other thing with performance-based UBI, if we had performance-based UBI 25 years ago, right? Nation performance-based UBI 25 years ago, mm -hmm. would, would Iraq have happened? Would Ukraine have happened? When I say happened, yeah, well, Ukraine. Would we be financially supporting Ukraine as much as we are now if if the nation's UBI was based on the nation's performance? Because people would pay more attention to money going out of the country because money going out of the country is bad unless it's bringing money back in. Yeah. Right? So would, that, would those be allowed to happen? That's very true. Or would, would people 
pay more attention to who they vote for, pay more attention to what's going on, and say, yo, don't think so, big guy. You know that last two yeah. months, months we've been supporting Ukraine. How much did you spend on it? Why is my UBI payment been down 30% for the last week? Nothing else is for every week in the last last eight weeks. Why has everything else changed? The only thing that's changed is we support that, that I was going to say, well, from the, from the UBI recipient's perspective, that stupid yeah. fucking war in Ukraine. Do you think those would have happened? Do you think that could they could reduce that kind of things if you don't agree with it? I think it's just it. It's like I think it just it would just make it. If anything, I don't think it would stop it because the governments would find way of doing things they want to do. They would it would be like this is a national it's in the national interest, all that type of stuff. But it would certainly make it more difficult for them because people would pay more attention to it. It would be literally, and especially with like you said with the. The frequency of payments, if it was like, you know, minimum fucking monthly. Weekly would be good, but monthly. Yeah, if that was your paycheck and you literally got less of a paycheck because the government was using your money in ways that you didn't think were appropriate. Yeah, they would just have to, they'd find some way of getting around it, but it, it might hold them to account slightly more. Yeah, definitely. I think the only thing that stops the sketchy, the nightmarish CDBC stuff... And you know, if let's let's assume that all countries bring this in, yeah, the only thing that stops it in some ways, or like a, is a hedge against going total fucking mental, is it if they they kind of well, no, it doesn't. I just okay. So what I was going to say was that they play against each other. So if a digital pound, or let's do let's look at Canada because Canada's gone fucking mad. Imagine Canada, the Canadian dollar digital currency. Yeah. is the most dystopian piece of shit you've ever seen. But the British one is actually pretty fucking chill. Why would you own this if you didn't need to? Like, they, you know, the way currencies currently play against each other. So this would be worth more because it actually is fucking decent and it is all for civil liberties and whatever. This one isn't. But then the problem is, if you're effectively constrained within your country, it doesn't fucking matter how much they're worth. Because you ain't ever gonna, there's no point having uh, this, the British one, because you're never going to get to use it because you're in Canada. Mm. That's what I was I, My theory previously was that, yeah, they will, it'll be okay because they'll play against each other and no one's going to want this fucking Canadian shit coin when the UK one's actually okay. But yeah, if you're a Canadian, I fuck the UK one is useless to you anyway. Unless they're buying it. Maybe, maybe they still buy and sell against each other. Maybe that's still a thing. That's a possibility. Yeah, they do it now. Yeah. One thing that we haven't mentioned that's noticed that that's spoken about in that Tony Blair piece is that you would literally get this from birth. So they talk about... So staking is a thing. I think about staking kind of like saving but with, interest, with a decent interest on it. It's common within crypto to do staking. And one of the major... Um, major cryptocurrencies, Ethereum... Is all ETH is based on a staking thing. So you can basically lock your 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 money somewhere like a bank account and for a certain amount of time it's there. It does so it basically secures the network and you will get paid based on interest. So you get interest. You can't, it's like you, can't, a you, can't, you can't unstake it for a minimum period of time. Yeah. It's like a nice like a yeah, nice yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good example. It's like a nice one. So they were saying here, this, in this Tony Bear please, do you this would happen since birth. So your UBI would start at birth. So you pop out a kid and 
they get the di digital ID, just like we've spoken about, your digital you know, wallet that takes your UBI, and you, you can't, the kid doesn't, that basically gets, the payments stay, like everybody else. So your kid will get, get, be getting paid like two grand a month until it's 18. So when it gets to be 18, it has this huge pot of UBI that it can spend to give it, in theory, to give it a good start in life. And it's been accruing interest all that time. And then you get to 18, you're like, boom, check me out, got my UBI, going to go and do this and get a good start. I was like, Kyle there. <laughs> For those of you listening, I just did some weird fucking Zeke Kyle movements. Um, but yeah, that is a fucking. Why are you laughing? Laugh? Why are you laughing? I think, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too early. But yeah, like that's that could be seen as a positive thing in itself. That you will at eighteen, you will have a pot to go and build yourself a life with. Yeah, I think you know there's 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 many 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 positives to UBI. They are they are all easily outweighed by a huge negative if it's based on a system where the government could, if they wanted to adjust your behavior yeah for reasons they decide are correct and not yeah. you yeah exactly i mean you maybe you've spoken in the past about the the voting system your your voting system you came up with where an issue comes up on your phone and you press a button yes or no or support it against so combine this with that so maybe that the example you used the ukraine war so Everything effectively, all those big issues become a referendum. Do we want to go and support this? It will mean UBI will go down. No, <laughs> don't support. Combine it with that sort of system, and then maybe you do get that sort of, you know, we all decide if we want to give a little bit of our UBI every month to go and support something. Mm. Yeah, I don't think the thing is, it's probably the important takeaway point from all of this. I don't think we can stop this. I don't think, because this is the way the world wants to go. Technology kind of pushes us in that direction. So I don't think it's about stopping it. I think it's about awareness and shaping it so that it doesn't go too mental too quickly. Because like I said, in our lifetimes, I think we'll be kind of fine. I think we'll be right because none of this will be able to push in overnight and they certainly won't be able to push in anything fucking crazy overnight because people will just burn it down. It'll all happen very, very slowly and exactly like we've seen with like, you know, just this nudging thing that the government does where they behave, shape your behaviour through nudges. It'll happen in that way and suddenly you won't realise. No, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Really? I have got to get off. I have got to get off in a minute. Let's okay. Run, but... But I think you're wrong. I think that from the moment we bring in a CBDC, bring that in, uh, I think we're looking at 10 years before we get to a position where, before we get to a situation where that level of bad control is possible. Not being done, but is possible. I, I agree with you. We don't disagree. And the reason, the reason I say that is because, again, I work in like tech and, uh, 
what I've seen you do just over the last three years is that technology is moving really quick. It, it, technology now is, is much quicker at combining different types of, te types of technological platforms and forming solutions much quicker than it was 10 years ago yeah. because of things like AI, because of things like automation. They can just bring them in and, and, and centralize them, make them more efficient, much faster than before. So that, and when you bring in something like a CBDC, it makes it even faster. When you have AI, which is much more generally available than it is now, and it's pretty fucking available now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look how rapid that is. Yeah. I think that uh, that'll speed up the ability at which the 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 CBDC can be rolled out to. No, a I agree. I think we do agree. We do daily basis. Get Bitcoin, kids. Buy Bitcoin, yeah, kids. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> the sketchy good. stuff. It's the sketchy stuff. I think will take time. The capability, I think, I agree with you, but they won't be able to do sketchy stuff straight away, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're trying to end on a non-black pill. Well, <laughs> but that was it. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Bitcoin. <laughs> this might, we need a part two of this, maybe. We might have to do part two of this. We'll see what the reaction right. to this was like. Yeah. Right. Um, if anyone, uh, yeah, if anyone got, like, so any of the parts of what we were talking about there is not not clear or terminology in that and then drop drop into the chat drop into the discord server and uh and just ask and go what what you know you said that what the fuck are you on about yeah because you lost me um, yeah. we basically when, when gaz was talking and i i didn't understand and hugh spoke and it was a bit clearer but i still didn't understand it <laughs> <laughs> right. have a good day have a good day people see you later bye <laughs>